Blog Talk Radio. Your hand reached into the depths of darkness. Your Pull me to the light above Your You spoke the word that broke my heart Your eyes Burn with holy passion and fire
So I was reading this book. I was reading this book uh, called The Essential Catholic Prayer Book. And of course, I'm not Catholic. I was raised Catholic. You know, Catholic really is just a word that means universal. And so technically, if we're in Christ, we're all Catholic all around the world. But, you know, Catholicism, I believe uh, there's a lot of people that have come to find God in the midst of it. So, you know, whatever your denomination is, whether it's Protestant, Catholic, uh, non-denominational, you know, whatever your your deal is, like the bottom line is God is seeking God is seeking a relationship. Yeah, God is seeking such to worship him and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So he's looking. He's looking to and fro throughout the earth for hearts that are fully his. You know, that's what this is all about. And it's not whether you're in a church or out of a church or into prayer or into meditation or whatever you're into. He's he's looking to have a relationship with you and it and it's outside as well as inside the parameters of the disciplines and the the, the things that people do in churches. And it's bigger than that. See the prayer and the the reading of the word, the meditation on God's word and the, the praying, the worship, why do we do this? Why do we have Fellowship. Why do we talk to each other about the things of God? Why? It's to get us into a mindset. It's to get us into an atmosphere. It's to position us and place us in, in such a way that we can constantly be in a state of mind and in a state of spirit, if you will, to connect with God, to interact with the Most High God. See, a lot of times when Jesus said the cares of the world shows out the word within you, what he was saying is, look, there's so many busy things, there's so many things going on that it puts you in a mindset where when I'm speaking to you, you're distracted, you can't hear me. Or once I've spoken to you and once you've heard me, all of a sudden you get distracted and you get kept. You take detours. You you don't follow through with the things that I told you to do. I I know this firsthand. I live it. Go through it constantly the dealings of God in my life over different areas and different aspects, different things. And God's looking for people, for men and women, boys and girls, wherever you're at in the scheme of things, come into a knowledge of Him. Come into a deep, intimate knowledge of Him. See, it's not just His presence that's going to cover the earth, but it's the knowledge of Him. It's that intimate interaction. It's that relationship, that that, that communication, the communion, the oneness, the, the fellowship, the, the whatever takes place. God's looking for people He can trust, for people He can be with, looking for hearts that are His. The question is, who holds your heart? Who has it? Who do you give your heart to? Who do you give your attention and your affection and your time and your focus and your energy? Where does all that go? 
God needs to be somewhere in there. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, needs to be at the forefront somewhere. During the course of your life, during the thoughts, the words, and the relationships, and the things that you're experiencing in your life, God wants to be right in the middle of it, right at the center of it, right at the forefront of it, actually. And lead you and guide you through your course, through this course of life. And it's not just about giving you an instruction or telling you what to do or what not to do. It's not about all the do's and don'ts and the formalities of religion. But it's about getting you in such a place with him where you can experience his goodness and his love and his kindness and his mercy of faith. But also he's got your best interests in mind. Maybe not the interest of your flesh, but those things that are for your better, those things that are for your good, those things that are to better you as a person. God's got those things in mind. God's got those things in hand. God's got those things that he's bringing into the earth. If you're seeking him, if you're following him, if you're choosing or or aiming, focusing on doing his will, He wants you to experience those, those blessings. Look, Psalms, go to the book of Psalms. Psalms says it real good. I got I got this. Thank you. Well, I want to introduce my level of life to everybody. Tracy, say hello to everybody. Well, everyone. Good My lovely wife. Tracy Herzog. All right. So Psalm 103. Check this out. Now, you know, when you apply for a job, let's say like a salary position, they put together what they call a, a an offer, put together what they call a, a, a little package. And it's got a salary, and it's got retirement, and it's got benefits. And everybody wants to know about the benefits. In fact, some jobs aren't even even worth having if they don't come with benefits. But you know, out of all the people you could be doing work for, God has put together this wonderful benefit package. That honestly has no, it doesn't compare, nothing compares to it in in perspective. I'm having the craziest time tonight. Yeah, okay, let's do that. So yeah, so the benefit package of God... far outweighs any benefit package you could get from an employer or even from, you know, a, a co-worker or spouse or whatever. Look, whatever your benefits are, whatever medical health plan, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, or COBRA, or whatever you got going, 
God's got the one up on us. Listen to this. Psalm 103, and I'm going to just start. It's only 22 verses. I'm going to read the whole thing because we always like to just pick and choose, don't we? So let's read the whole thing, and then we'll just talk about it. All right, so bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with it, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor has he punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As the flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it's gone. And its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. And on those who fear him, in righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant. And to those who remember his commandments and do them. He's saying, look, he's, he's going to bring blessings if you keep his commandments, keep his covenant. Remember the commandments and do them. Verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules. His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength to do his word. Heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. So Psalm 103, also known as God's benefit package. We'll just entitle this or subtitle it. God's benefit package. All right. So I want you to stick that in my... See, the Bible says, He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. God wants to reward you. God's got rewards. He's got benefits. He's got things to benefit you in life. He's got things to help you out along the way. He's got things to be a help to you in fulfilling the plan of God for your life. So let's look at those for a minute, all right? Let's back up. Psalm 103. Here we go again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. What's he saying here? He's saying, look, 
everything that's inside of you, everything that you're about, everything that you think about, everything that you can muster up, bless the Lord with it. Honor God with it. Give God glory. Focus on God. Give all that time and attention and energy to God. And all that is missing. All that is missing. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? All that is within you, honor God with it. Bless the Lord with it. Even your imperfections, even your mistakes, even your mess-ups. Let your mess-ups become your bless-ups when you start to confess up. <laughs> I don't think I could do that again if I tried, but just save the tape. All right. Right? So praise Jesus. Here we go. Verse 2. Don't worry, we only got like an hour and a half. And I'm not taking that long. But if I need that long, I got it. Praise Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost with good stuff. Bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget any of them. Don't leave any of them out. You know that the Bible says that God has given you everything that you need pertaining to life and godliness. That he's blessed you. Ephesians 1 says he's blessed you with all spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus. All. And here David's saying, don't forget any of them. Don't forget all of them. Don't forget none of them. Nothing. Don't, don't let any of them slip your mind. Number one, benefits. Verse 3. He forgives all your iniquities. Forgiveness. Write it down. Remember it. Think about it. Dwell on it. Meditate it. Forgiveness. Jesus said, look, if you don't forgive people, your Heavenly Father can't forgive you. How do you get the forgiveness of God? Be merciful. Show mercy. Be a merciful person. Just get over it. Get over it. Let it go. Bury it before it buries you. Give it to God. You know? That's it. Forgive and forget and let go and let God. Watch what God can do. Number one benefit, forgiveness. You know, you can stay mad at people, but guess guess who it hurts? You. Because guess what? They go down the road living their life, doing their thing. They don't care nothing about what they've done to you. They're not even thinking about it anymore. It's done. It's over with. And you're just sitting there holding it in, getting mad at them, brewing, brewing like a coffee pot. But guess what? It's only hurting you. It's not hurting them because they, they don't even know. They're going about their business. And here you are letting something so insignificant that somebody did or said or didn't do affect your walk with God and affect your walk with people and affect what you do with your life because you couldn't let it go. Forgive. Guess what? You don't have to carry around the guilt and condemnation and the shame. Give it to Jesus. Whatever you're carrying around, whatever mistake, whatever mess you've made. Let God turn it into your message. Give it to the Lord. 
Ask the Lord what to do with it. Ask the Lord to get glory out of it. Jesus said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That means with everything, good, bad, and ugly, not just the spiritual things, but the everything, all things, give it to God. Trust God. Commit it to God. Submit it to God. And if you're in sin, admit it to God. Yeah. Hey, Jesus, I didn't... Actually, I didn't rehearse any of this. I, I didn't come off with three points in a point tonight, but maybe I did. Well, here we go. Who heals all your diseases. All right, guys. Guess what? God's not dead. He's still alive. And guess what? He's still in the healing business. He's a healer. He's a healer. Let me ask you this. For all you door knockers, all you evangelical soul winners, if you knocked ten doors and only five people answered and all five people rejected Christ out of ten door knocking, would you at that point say God doesn't save? Because the ten doors you knocked, only five of them opened, and all five that opened rejected you, and nothing happened. So all of a sudden, let's shut shut down the salvation part of the Bible. Because these guys didn't get saved. Well, I told them what the Word said, and I prayed, and nothing happened. They're going to hell. Well, forget it. Let's just quit telling people Jesus saves. Because these five people didn't get saved when I preached and prayed. Is that what we do? No. What do we do? We keep knocking doors. We keep praying. We keep sharing our light. We keep passing out tracks. We keep living a life for our neighbors and friends and family, coworkers and acquaintances, strangers, whoever. And it doesn't matter what the first five people did with the gospel. Because we know Jesus saves, so we keep shining our light, and we keep knocking doors, and we keep sharing the gospel. We keep praying for the the, the lost, right? Why do we treat healing any different when that was part of the covenant? Why do we treat healing different when it's it's part of the deal? Jesus came to save, heal, and deliver. He didn't come just to save. He didn't. Well, let's just throw that healing part out of the Bible and pray for God used to do that. Let's just throw the salvation part out. Why don't we do that? Let's, in fact, let's just. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know why I'm saying that? Because it's it's ridiculous for me to even make that statement, right? My wife's saying yes. I'm saying yes. Of course it is. So why do we treat healing the same way? Do you know that the Bible says, forget not all his benefits. Don't forget all the benefits. Why do we forget about the healing? Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18 says this. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they'll speak in tongues. Cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, and they'll be healed. 
They'll drink poison and they won't hurt them. They'll pick up snakes. They won't get hurt. Why? These signs shall follow them that believe. And the Lord was taken up into heaven. He's out of the right hand of the Father. And the Lord worked with the disciples with signs following. Why? Because these signs will follow them that believe. Right. So let's not treat healing any different when it's a, it's part of the promise, part of the covenant. It's why Jesus shed his blood. The blood of Christ that heals. It's the Holy Spirit that heals. It's the Father that does the healing. He just uses, just like he uses somebody to be an instrument of salvation to the person that's lost, he uses people to be instruments of healing to the people that are sick. We simply speak the truth and love, declare and proclaim what the Word of God says, and God has a responsibility to back it up. The problem is we don't believe it because we don't practice it. Or we don't live holy enough to allow the presence and the power of God to work through our lives because of our sin and our disconnection with God or our disobedience and we're not even in the right. You know, we're running around on the football field dribbling a soccer ball. Right? And God is looking at us like, huh, Really? Did you just go there and do that with what? You're in the wrong game with the wrong ball in the wrong place. You don't dribble a soccer ball on a football field. It don't happen. Bottom line is this. God has benefits for us. God has blessings for us. God has riches for us. God has healing for us. God has all these amazing things for us. But none of it matters if you don't have a relationship with Him. You're not going to experience any of it until you're experiencing Him. You may experience some of the benefits because of somebody else's walk. You may feel the presence of God that's on someone else's life every time you get around them or when you sing that anointed song. But is the presence of God in your life when there is no song and there is no people and there is no nothing going on? Is God still resonant? Is God still inhabiting your life? Are you making a place? Are you giving God a place in your life? The place, the throne, the chief seat of your heart, of your mind, of your emotions, of your thoughts. Are you pleasured by the sound of his voice? Are you pleasured by the presence of God in your life? Is that what excites you and motivates you and moves you? Because it should if you're a child of God. 
And we're not doing this just for the benefit. But we're doing this because he first loved us. He gave himself for us. Why do you love God? Because he first loved you. Or else why would you love God? It was the love of God that led you to repentance in the first place. And faith works by love. So your whole walk with God is going to be based on your love for God. And how you respond to the word of God is going to be a clue to how much you love God. Benefit. Let's get back there. I like to chase these Holy Ghost rabbit trails. So who has your heart? Who has the key to your heart? Who's sitting on the throne of your heart? You can look at it different ways. So who has the key to your heart? Just ponder that. Meditate on it. Something we need to think about. Praise God. So verse 6. So he heals all your diseases. Verse 4, sorry. Redeems your life from destruction. How many of you were going down a destructive path? Nothing was working out right. Every time you turned the corner, some tragedy or crisis going on. Guess what? God can redeem all that. He can take all the destruction. Take all the crisis and you can turn it into an opportunity. Turn it into a blessing. It's funny how we do, right? We we say, God, we we don't want to go through the destruction. No. God said he'd redeem your life from the destruction. Which means even after the dust settles, he can turn something good into it. Doesn't mean he might necessarily keep you from it. Like, you won't go through it, because you may have to go through it, but he'll bring you out the other end of it. And then he'll do something amazing with it as a result of it. And just because you endured, he'll say, well, why? Because he's good like that. He's the same God that says, though, weeping endure for a night, joy comes in the morning. Turn my morning into dancing. taking my heaviness away and giving me a praise. That's what we need. We need God to lift up the light of our countenance, right, and bring his presence up in here and put a praise in our heart and put a little dance in our step, put a little gleam in your eye as you turn and look to heaven. God's calling. Jesus is calling. And he's saying, look, don't forget. Remember, do this in remembrance of me. There's Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. 
Don't forget, Jesus, remember, in as much as you can, this is my body. This is my blood. Remember, don't forget, God is constantly calling us to remember it. Constantly saying, look, people, don't get so caught up that you forget. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. What did David say? Surely mercy and goodness will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If the Lord's your shepherd, guess what? Goodness and mercy. Here they come. The the, the problem is, is a lot of people stop following the shepherd, and they start hanging out with the wolves, and they get off the beaten path, and where's goodness and mercy? They're with the shepherd. And the sheep that are following the shepherd. That's where goodness and mercy are. Why are you hanging out with the wolves? Pretty good stuff. I like God's word. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like he goes, look at that. Hey, 10 years younger, God started that. That wasn't a TV show that came out a few years ago. God started it right here. And someone, your, your youth will be renewed like the eagles. Think about that one. Huh? Forget moisturizer. Follow God. Do you want to stay young and vibrant and energetic and have strength and motivation for your life? Follow God. You can throw all the moisture you want on your face, and guess what? Still not have any motivation for life. What good is it? What good is it? The Lord that teaches righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Hey, are you oppressed? Anybody feel oppressed? Guess what? God's got God's got something. He wants to lift you up. Out of the miry pit and set your feet upon a rock and establish your goings. Read Psalm forty, it'll tell you all about it. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. How many want to know his ways? Let me see your hand. Now, I know all of you that raised your hand have to stop and ask yourself. I know he can't see my hand. But I just do that because I'm trying to provoke you to godliness. That's my job. That's what I'm called to do, provoke you to godliness, provoke you to the things of God. Get you so stirred up and excited and motivated for the assignment of God for your life. That's what I'm called to do. That's why I do this. I could be sitting at home watching a movie right now. But I'm doing this. Tell them. Amen. My wife said amen. Praise God. How many want to know his ways? You want to know his ways? Let me see your hand. 
God bless all the ministers that do that. God bless you. So, this is the deal. Do you want to know his ways? Yes. Then get to know him. Then get to know him. Do you want to know him? Is that Gaia? Okay. Do you want to see his acts? See, Moses in his ways, he didn't just see the stuff. He he knew what God was about because they shared intimate moments together. That's what we're talking about. That's what this scripture is all about. It's not about the benefits. It's about knowing God, knowing his ways, knowing who he is. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy, he will not always strive with us. God's not going to strive with you. He created you. You didn't create him. Huh? And be thankful to Jesus that he doesn't deal with you according to your sins. You know how much mercy he gives you even on your worst day? I mean, most of us all should be on a slip and slide going straight to hell. Remember slip and slides? Once you, once you jumped on that sucker van, there was no stopping it. Zoom. Splash. That's what I'm talking about. Most of us, our lives have been so vile and so degraded and so out there against God at times. We should be on a slipping slide straight to hell. But you know what? God's rich in mercy. Thank God. He's slow to anger. So it doesn't say he's not angry. It says he's slow to it. He'll, he'll put up with a lot of stuff. And then, ooh, buddy, there's a day of reckoning. Goodness. Praise the Lord. So, great is his mercy toward those that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, we're in verse 12. So, as he removed our transgressions from us, are you covered in the blood of Jesus? Let me just ask you that. Are you covered? Do you have it covered? Does he have you covered? Are you covered in his blood? Because if you're not, you're going straight to hell. I love you and all, but guess what? God bless you and politically correct, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, without the blood of Jesus and faith in Christ, without acknowledging God and what he did on the cross, without acknowledging your sin and the, the fact that you're a sinner, and apart from God there's no good thing in you, guess what? You're going straight to hell without Jesus. And I say it because I love you. And I'm not trying to be mean. If I was mean, I'd beat the devil out of you instead of casting out of you. But I'm just praying and and declaring the word of God so that you can have peace and joy and, and love in your life. So 
Look, I'm just the messenger. How many times did you get your bill in the mail and you chased your mailman down the street with a broom handle for bringing you that bill? And we're cutting your electricity off in a couple days. You didn't take it out on the mailman. So don't take it out on your preacher or your prophet or your apostle or your evangelist or your Sunday school teacher. Because guess what? Or the guy that comes knocking at your door every Saturday morning asking you to join the church because you know what? They just care about you or they wouldn't waste their time. Most of you. And I know most people are, are ignoring it anyways. And there's just very few that find it. There's very few that get Jesus. There's very few that get reborn and and give their hearts to God and, and experience the life that God has for them. Very few. Well, Jesus said, narrow is the way. It's easier for a rich man or for a camel to go through the eye of an eagle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And he wasn't just talking about monetary riches, but people that think they got everything, people that think, oh, I got it all. I know it all. I, I can do it all. I've been there, done that, got the shirt and the hat. So what am I saying? What does this mean? Read Martin Luther's Small Catechism, wonderful book. Martin Luther, Small Catechism. I'm not Catholic. I'm not Lutheran. But you know what? It's a good read. Got to check it out. Praise God. Man, I got too excited. I lost my place. Isn't that wonderful? Don't you love that? So as a father, verse 13, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fears him. For he knows our frame, he remembers we're but dust. His days are like grass. Did you know your days are like grass? Something to think about. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Are you keeping his covenant? Are you remembering his commands? Are you doing them? Because the Lord will keep his covenant with you. The Lord will bless you if you are. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord of my soul. Bless the angels. Bless the Lord all you works in places of his dominion. Bless the Lord of my soul. That's Psalm 103. Guess how Psalm 104 starts out. Bless the Lord on my soul. What's going on here? There's a lot of blessing the Lord. Bless the Lord on my soul. Constantly throughout the Psalms. Bless the Lord on my soul. Why is he saying that? Why is he telling himself? Why is he speaking to his soul? Telling the soul to bless the Lord. Because sometimes your spirit wants to, but your mind doesn't. 
sometimes in your heart you want to get to church, but the more you think about it, the more you think about the process, and the more you think about all the stuff that it entails to get ready to go, you just don't want to. You want to pray, but you just can't get yourself to doing it. And so you got to speak to your mind. Your intentions are good. Your desires are good, but there might not be a discipline there. I got the desire. I want to. Now I need the got to and the get to. Do I have to? That's what most people are saying. Do I have to? Instead of, whoa, boy, I get to. Oh, I can't wait to. Oh, I'm so happy to. Ah, thank you. I got to. Big difference. I know. I'm all hopped up on Coca-Cola and who knows what. Okay, now, let me back up. I'm talking about soft drinks and food. Let me just put that disclaimer in there. Soft drinks and food. You know, all right, sugar and caffeine. Anyways, God bless it. So, here we go. (laughs) I love the Lord. I bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Yeah, we just keep so out there, you don't know where to go next. Everybody say we're there. (laughs) Praise God. Well, we've almost carried an hour, everybody. And Prayer International, we're getting close to the 11.30 mark. So praise Jesus. What time is it? 11.22? Oh. But it's only 11.22. So here on Prayer International. And uh, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to worship the Lord. So let's close in prayer. Father, we just give you praise. Give you glory. Give you honor. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Tonight we say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And Father, we choose to not forget your benefits. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We just thank you for your blood and your goodness and your mercy. And the forgiveness you gave us at the cross, Lord. Father, I pray that you would just work in the hearts of the men and women that are listening tonight, Father, that need a touch from you. Father, they need that forgiveness. They need that forgiveness in their life. Lord, we just pray that you grant them forgiveness. Lord, in their own hearts where they would be free of their own sin and condemnation and guilt, but also free them up to free others up, free them up to extend forgiveness, put in their hearts to where they can forgive others. They have a right attitude towards people all the time. Father, right now, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you heal all our diseases. You're a healer, Jesus. You haven't stopped. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We pray for healing for everybody listening right now. Lord, that you would just go out to them over the airwaves right now, Father. Just go into every home, every car, every office, wherever people are listening. Father, whatever time of day it is, whatever country or time zone it is, Lord, extend by your Holy Spirit right now that that touch from heaven. And, Father, we speak healing and we speak life right now over every broken body, 
over every broken mind, and we say, be whole, be mended, be loosed from your infirmity. And, Father, right now we thank you, Lord God, that you're healing minds, that you're healing emotions, that you're putting together broken bodies, that, Lord God, you are healing terminal illnesses right now where doctors have given no hope, and doctors have said nothing on the face of the earth will fix this. Well, Father, we thank you that, Lord, you use methods that are not on the face of the earth, but, Father, that come straight out of heaven. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, just as it is in heaven, Lord, let it be in the lives of the people listening tonight in, in the areas of healing. And thank you, Father. Lord, you redeem our life from destruction, and you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lord, right now we just speak your salvation over every person that's on a path to destruction. We pray that you put them on a path full of life, full of freedom, full of hope, faith, and truth, Lord. Just work in their hearts, Father, and set them on the right course. Put a confidence in their heart towards you. Lord, we just give you praise, Lord, and I just thank you, Lord, that you're working in the hearts and the lives of these men and women. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for Psalm 103 and all your benefits. Thank you that you're going to satisfy our mouths with good things and that our youth will be renewed like the eagles. Lord, bless everybody's mouth tonight with good things. Put good things in it. Good words. Good words. Renew their youth. Renew their youth. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to pray it through. You can't say it. Sometimes you can't say it. Sometimes you got to pray it. You know, and, and let me say something. When you're facing situations in your life, start speaking what God's word says concerning those situations. Whatever's going on, and we all need to do this, I need to do this. Because sometimes I, I face my situations and, you know, sometimes we can let our, our circumstances get so magnified. But you know what? We're told to magnify the Lord. What does magnify mean? Make bigger than. To make bigger than. So when you magnify the Lord, you make him bigger than your circumstances. You make him bigger than your problems. You make him bigger than your whatever enemy you're facing or whatever trial or situation you're going through. Whatever's going on, you're magnifying God above and bigger than the thing. It's not saying you're the one doing it, but you're making him bigger in the the sphere of your mind. You're making him bigger in the sphere of your heart where where all that other energy and all that other mind energy and, and heart energy and emotion have, have taken up residence in all these other areas. Now all of a sudden you're putting it all on the Lord. And God's the biggest thing in your life. And God's the thing you're putting your attention on. And giving him your, your everything. All that is within me. Bless his holy name. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. This is the greatest commandment. This is the greatest commandment, Jesus says. That's it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
and bless the Lord, O your soul, with all that is within you. Bless his holy name. This is what God requires of man. This is what God's asking. This is what God's looking for. Yeah, the Lord's looking for hearts. He's looking for those worshipers. Be that worshiper. Give him your heart. Give him your life. Well, God bless you. We're going to sign off for the night. My name is Chris Herzog. This is Prayer International Radio. You need to contact us. We're at www.prayerinternational.org. Our website is prayer at prayerinternational.org. You can go to our website. We've got prayer request page, some devotionals. We've got a few videos up, a couple little things there and there, things that we've written, whatever. Hey, check it out. You know, this is the deal. We want to be a, a point of uh, connecting you into the kingdom of God, connecting you into churches, in the people, chat rooms. We've got all kinds of things going on with Prayer International. You'll have to check it out. But we really want to get you involved in the kingdom, kingdom business, with kingdom people, doing kingdom-minded things. And that's why we're here. So keep your focus on the Lord. As my mentor says, one of the reasons men fail is broken focus. You wonder why you have failures in your life? Just get focused on the things of God and stay fixed on it. Follow through with it and trust the Lord with it. All right, well, until next time, have a blessed night. In Jesus' name be blessed. Good night.